0: Today on The Spooky Action Show, The Mandela Effect, Weird Personal Experiences, and More. Stay tuned. <phone rings>
1: to the spooky action show and this week we're going to be talking about mandela effects personal weird experiences and we're going to be spinning the wheel of death
0: that sounds dangerous
1: yes oh hang on my eggs are burning <laughs> that's
0: not good man if there's one thing i can't stand it's burnt eggs
1: yeah they're pretty useless
0: Mm-hmm. completely agree
1: unless they're burned in grease i'll eat that you know deep fried eggs
0: You remember that time we tried to bake an egg? Of course I do. But like still in the shell?
1: Yeah. We poked a hole in it for venting? Yes.
0: For people who don't know. (laughs) Now, did we do that on our very first trial run?
1: No, uh, we sort of uh, had a brainstorming session.
0: So we anticipated that it might burst.
1: Yeah, I think that we came up with a few theories first. Hypotheses.
0: Yeah, and this was sort of... Pre-Google time, sort of.
1: It was very pre-Google. Was it? Pre- yeah, Google didn't exist. Okay.
0: We'll go with that. Yeah.
1: This would have been 19, no, 2000. It would have been 2000.
0: Yeah, that checks out.
1: And we were going to use a ramekin.
0: Ramekin. I didn't know what that was. Sure. Because there was no Google. <laughs> How did we even find out?
1: <laughs> I always called them monkey dishes. Oh. That's what we called them uh, in the restaurant. It's uh, restaurant lingo. Mm -hmm.
0: I wouldn't know about that.
1: Uh, I don't know how we found out about Ramekin. Yeah, it was uh, pre-Google, pre-internet was all still just dial up. Uh and There weren't any, like the interfaces, you know, for websites and stuff. It was was still in kind of a bulletin board kind of world. Mm Mm-hmm. Ebay existed.
0: Yeah, Craigslist existed, mm-hmm. and chat rooms were the hot thing. Were they still? They might have actually yes. even started their decline by then.
1: Oh, maybe Friendster started that year. I think. That, for for all you youngins out there, that was uh, that was a predecessor to MySpace, mm-hmm. and then eventually Facebook, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Friendster was great.
0: It was, and I also miss Napster.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I use some website called Kazaa, mm. and you would inevitably get a really bad virus off of there.
0: I was hoping you were going to say that it had like normal music you would be looking for, but everything was played on the kazoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's it. Like yep, music? Napster, but... <laughs> but everything's in kazoo.
0: <laughs> oh, I wonder how many people are still listening.
1: No, they're hanging in there. Yep. Well, uh, if we want to get on our topics, I guess, we were going to discuss the Mandela effect and personal stories. Sandy's not here today. I think she's uh, she's involved in some shady stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: It's probably the illegal goat milk.
1: Yeah, the illegal goat milk trade.
0: That rail car business.
1: Zoinks. I used the mute button. Could you hear me?
0: No, but I could see your icon change to a little icon with a slash mark. So I knew you were doing something secretive. Nice. All right. Well, let's get into Mandela.
1: Let's get into Mandela effects. Uh, So I know that probably if you're listening to a program like this, then you know what a Mandela effect is. But I'm going to explain it anyway. And that is, it comes from the idea that this group of people started realizing back in the early 2000s that Nelson Mandela was still alive. And supposedly coined by a lady named Fiona Broom. she sort of is the one that discovered that a bunch of people have the same memory.
0: Isn't she a paranormal investigator? Am I correct about that?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know her
0: backstory. I may be getting my wires crossed. We'll have Sandy fact check that when she gets back from wherever she is.
1: I don't know. She went to like Tehran or something. Yeah. There's no way she's flying on our dime like that. She's got to have something.
0: Yeah. To she's on. got a side hustle for sure.
1: Anyway. So Nelson Mandela, who is dead now, this is, that's kind of what sparked it because all of a sudden the newspapers were like, you know, Nelson Mandela dies and these people are like, no, he already died. He died in jail.
0: In the, in, in the eighties. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, 80s or early 90s or something. So it's
0: sort of a collective memory that thousands of people have have shared.
1: You can either call it a misremembered memory, or you could believe that a time traveler went back in time and changed everything. And he actually did die in the 80s, but because of this time traveler, it screwed up the timeline and a bunch of things changed. Or that two parallel universes collided. Uh Uh-huh. And now we are in one where he didn't die in the 80s, and also the examples like we're, we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of examples that are pretty well known and some that are maybe lesser known, but it's pretty interesting when you really dig into the details of some of them. And there are a lot of theories. Definitely the time traveler theory checks out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it checks out. John Teeter. John Teeter's the
0: one. Yeah. blame i'm gonna blame john teeter like if i have to pin it to one individual i'm going john teeter all the way that guy there are also ideas that it may have something to do with um the simulation theory that we're actually living in a simulated reality
1: that's another one yes
0: and that slight changes to the game if you will are um being noticed more and more by people who are scrutinizing these things
1: the simulation theory idea is really interesting Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me because it's almost like the programmers of the Matrix realize that humans were becoming self-aware. The players in the game, which shouldn't we, we shouldn't have been self-aware, and now that these are tests in our pop culture because it's what we pay attention to. They're testing to see if we notice the changes because the, maybe they need to like upgrade the game. Right. Upgrade, the upgrade
0: the programming. There's a yeah. term for that actually. Um, and I'm trying to recall the name of it. It was, it was in the movie ex machina. Have you seen that?
1: I haven't seen that. Oh, the Turing test.
0: Oh my God. You have to see this. You're never going to believe what just popped up. Number one spot in my recommended by pocket. The article that popped up for me says you should poke a hole in your eggs before boiling them. And there's a picture of a dozen eggs and there's a thumbtack in the end of one of them. And I just took a... What? Yes, I know. I'm super creeped out right now. I'm sorry, but for anybody who believes that they're not listening to everything that we're (laughs) saying all the time, you are delusional, my friend. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can drop this picture in the chat window. I don't know if it will let me. Let's test it out because this is like super creepy. I don't like it. I don't think it'll let me drop a file in. Anyway, I've got it saved to my desktop.
1: You you can only chat. I guess so. You can only chat.
0: I guess so. I will Mm. text it to you, though, so you can see that I'm not making it up.
1: Okay. That's messed up. Yeah,
0: that's messed up.
1: It said before boiling? Yeah, but. Or baking?
0: No. No one bakes an egg.
1: No, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) We did.
0: We did that one time. It did not go well.
1: I feel like it was a success.
0: Well, we learned a lot. And um, it was a rich experience. But as far as the actual product, like if I was hungry and I only had one egg, I don't know if that's the way I would go.
1: Yeah, baking it would not be your choice of means of of cooking. it
0: In the shell. It's it's tricky. It's harder than you would think.
1: Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah. It's not something I'd order.
0: (laughs) I'll have the baked egg, please.
1: (laughs) It comes out on one of those little egg towers, the little egg stands that they have. Your baked egg's uh... (laughs) a fine choice, fine choice. All right, so did you write down any Mandela effects? Because you said that you don't specifically have...
0: Well, Mm -hmm. I have one. I have one, and I don't know how popular it is, but I I recently experienced something, and I think I told you about it, and you said, oh, yeah, that's actually a known Mm -hmm. Mandela effect. That's kind of on the list of... Yeah, it's a big one. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's Field of Dreams. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I was watching yeah. Field of Dreams. Great movie. I was watching it with my family. And um, we've been watching a lot of older classic films with my daughter, who's nine years old. And I just kind of had this weird... I don't think I said anything out loud, but the first time I heard the voice in the beginning, mm-hmm. in my memory, it always said, if you build it, they will come. And so the yes, first time I the voice that's spoke, what it that's what it, what that's what it used to be. I watched that movie so many times mm-hmm. as a kid. It was one of my dad's favorite movies, and I've probably seen it twenty times. And sure. watched it at my grandparents' house. And not house. only that, but,
1: it, but it, it became like a, at that time, it was all over the place. They started doing that kind of thing in commercials with the disembodied voice, just like as a nod to the movie. People quoted it all the time. Yeah,
0: it's always quoted. It's quoted, yeah. if you build it, they will yeah. come. So I'm sitting there watching the movie, and I hear the voice say, if you build it, he will come. And I right. go, what the? <laughs> you know, just kind of <laughs> questioning my entire childhood and my life up to this point and everything that I think I remember. And, um, Right. I think I did ask my husband, do you remember the voice saying, you this? said he did,
1: you said, you said you asked him, I
0: did. Yeah. And he, and he said, yeah, I totally remembered it being, if you build it, they will come. So we did have a conversation about it. And, um, and I, it was mm-hmm. funny because I couldn't remember – I remember the next day saying, did we talk about this already? Because I was so dis- – it was so disorienting. I just could not mm-hmm. fathom that it has always been, if you build it, he will come. It doesn't make any sense. There's an entire team of baseball players that show up in a cornfield in Iowa, and nobody can yeah. see them, but the – the man and his wife and child can see them and Mm -hmm. it's one person. And then more and more and more.
1: And it's supposed the, he, the, he is uh, referencing his dad, but that's not, and and that that's fine if that's the way that it was, but it's not. If his dad was the only person that showed up, that would make sense.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's kind of a minor detail in my mind. Anyway, that's definitely the thing that, He's sort of like
1: his dad's not even the first one that shows up. Mm-mm. It's shoeless Joe Jackson. Mm-hmm. Shoeless Joe. His dad's not revealed until the end.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. So that was something that I personally yeah. experienced. And um, and like I said, it was just super disorienting and a little bit upsetting. Mm-hmm. And I'm still really in disbelief that it's been if you build it, he will come this whole time. I just think that there's yeah. absolutely no, no way. It's, a,
1: it's very troublesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, and not just that. But in the end, you've got this huge line of cars. That's the they that will come. Mm-hmm. You got a huge line of cars at the end, don't you? Or is that gone too?
0: I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and watch it.
1: There was a huge line of cars going all the way down the country road, like as far as the eye could see, mm-hmm. coming to watch the baseball game.
0: Yeah, I, I remember it being that way. But now I have to go back and check.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who knows? I'm,
1: I'm going to. Me too. Me too. So that's one, but that's not, that's not one of the ones that comes up first when you search for Mandela effects, but it is, it is a big one. One of the biggest ones is, uh, we're going to stay in the vein of movies right now, is Star Wars, where Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father, is now, no, I am your father, which that it can be either way, but it wasn't, no, it just wasn't. All of my life, it was and playing with the kids and seeing the movie probably a hundred times, at least Mm -hmm. in my life. It was Luke. It's always been father. Yeah. Yeah. And I have seen two interviews with James Earl Jones and he both times in the interview talking about star Wars, both times he says, Luke, I am your father. So
0: James Earl Jones might be a time traveler. Because I'm just remembering that he has a prominent role yeah, in the Field of Dreams, Dreams as well. Too. Mm, let's see if we can tie him to mm-hmm. any any of these others.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe he was on Mr. Rogers. What's the deal if, with no, Mr. Rogers? Oh, I'll tell you in a second. You don't know that one?
0: Um, I don't oh, yeah, know. Do. I'm pulling oh, up a God. list right now.
1: All right. Well, if you don't know that one, I want to be the one to tell you. Tell so me. So we're just going to jump to that. Let's go. Let's come back to, we'll come back to Star Wars. And my reasons for that. No, Mr. Rogers is, what's the song? Don't look it up. Just sing the song to me. Can you start- Without looking at the words.
0: uh, I just need the first word. Once I start going, I'll I'll remember it. Um, It's- It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful beautiful day for a neighbor.
1: That's not the song.
0: It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) I already got it wrong already?
1: Yeah, he doesn't say the. He says, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood now. In this reality, he says this neighborhood. Hmm. It's a beautiful day in this Hmm. neighborhood.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. That's not what he says. That's crazy.
0: It doesn't flow. Who
1: says that? It doesn't flow. It doesn't match the tone of his show, which is that the neighborhood that he lives in is our neighborhood
0: exactly it's all of us together it's inclusive he wouldn't have said he's not not like
1: my particular neighborhood right it's a beautiful day in my particular neighborhood is what that says exactly no who says who says there goes this neighborhood
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know who says that but probably no one this neighborhood no one says that
1: no, the phrases, there goes the neighborhood. Nobody, yeah, it's crazy. So I, I have I have very like logical thinking, not just that I remember it that way. Like I've analyzed these mm-hmm. and it just doesn't fit. It's like when you hear about those men in black that show up and they can't, they don't know how to, like an alien in a human suit or, or like the men in black that show up and don't know how to use utensils or how to drink fluids. It's like somebody like that replace the words in these. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, it does it has that energy for sure. So some of the Mandela effects that are more widely agreed upon are visual, so it probably won't come across as well over the air, but for me a big one is the spelling of the Berenstein bears. Absolutely. I just I just can't that's probably
1: the most that's the king of the Mandela effects. It, it should be called the Berenstein effect.
0: It should be called the Berenstein effect because there's no way yeah. that the name Berenstein was spelled Berenstain. If you go and look at all the books, they all say the B E R E N S T A I N bears the Berenstain bears. Why would we all pronounce the word that way?
1: I've never heard of of. Frankenstein.
0: No, it's not Frankenstein. <laughs> and and I'm okay with Baron's Berenstein. <laughs> if if you want to say Berenstein bears, sure, that's exactly. completely fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, that's that's my memory. That's how I know is that in elementary school I had the epiphany that hey Berenstein and Frankenstein the. The the Stein part spelled the same, but we pronounce it differently. And I went to the teacher and asked her why. And she said, oh, it depends on the name sometimes.
0: Oh, my God. So I have like. You actually remember going to your teacher and saying, why are these two names spelled the same, but pronounced differently? Correct. That's huge. That's pretty huge. I
1: specifically have that that memory.
0: You would think that your teacher would have said, look again, Sonny, joke's on you. That's an A, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. She would have said, is it Frankenstein? And I would have gone, what? Oh, oh, well, that's an A. <laughs> crazy.
0: I'm crazy. Yeah, I'll go sit down happen. now. Do you think your was your teacher <laughs> yeah. distracted at the time? Do you have a memory of having her undivided attention?
1: Yeah. I have a memory of her sitting at her desk at the front of the class and me walking up and I can picture what classroom it is in the school, I went to school in a a elementary school. That was an open classroom concept, which is part of the reason that I am the way that I am today and everybody else I know that went there. Uh, So there were no walls. So the teachers didn't get distracted very easily because they had to work in an environment all the time that was noisy to other teachers yelling like 20 feet away from them at their class.
0: That's another really interesting detail and kind of a good point that she, she probably mm-hmm. was somebody who was selected for her ability to focus with a lot of noise. Well, and I
1: think that, I think that she was a, uh, I don't think she was a new teacher there either. I think that she had taught there a few, like few years by that point. So I do have a, that one I'm sure of. And everybody I have talked to remembers that Berenstein Bears, except for new parents, Parents with younger kids right now, or in the last few years, with with really little kids, that read it to their kids,
0: and that is so interesting. Somehow
1: they, yeah. This one couple, I brought it up, and the guy was like, "Nope, it's Berenstain. It's always been Berenstain. I've got the books."
0: How did he pronounce he read them it
1: to the kids? Berenstain. He
0: said he pronounced it Berenstain.
1: Yeah, and I said I was. We were talking about it. It was funny. I mean, we were all sitting around joking about it. And then he he said, uh, you want to know why I know it's Berenstain? And we said, how? And he goes, because I'm literate.
0: <laughs> That's preposterous. And so-
1: well, no, because in his mind, it's absolutely preposterous that we would think of it as Bernstein.
0: No, I know, but it makes no sense because I don't think I think that there are um, a lot more people who are also literate than the, just that one guy, and um, most of us.
1: Oh yeah, he was he was he was making a he was making a snarky joke. It oh no, like, I
0: know, I know, yeah, but I yeah. but it it's logically doesn't it it logically doesn't. Exp- explain anything except that we are in a different time stream now.
1: Why no, but if you don't believe in that at all, that if that idea to you would never even cross your mind or you'd give it any credence, then we're at an impasse with these people. We're at an impasse with we've lost with time stream. We've lost
0: them already. Time
1: stream to A people. Yeah. Which proves to me that we we jumped into their time stream. Some of their stuff didn't jump into ours. We're visitors from another realm. That's just close enough. It's mm-hmm. just identical enough. Or whatever. It could be a thousand things. What's another one? Oh, Snow White. That yes. I have very good reasons. This is a big one. Fine. hmm What does Snow White traditionally say in our mind? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Well,
0: it's not Snow White that says it. It's it's the, no, the, it's the, the witch.
1: I'm, I'm sorry, the witch.
0: Yeah, it's the yeah. witch from Snow White. And she says, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all?
1: Right. But now, and I've even watched it on old VHS tape, it says magic mirror on the wall. Magic mirror on the wall. That doesn't make sense for one big reason is that she's conjuring and typically ritualistic stuff repeats. So you repeat the, you know, mirror, mirror on the wall, you know, Mm -hmm. not obviously it's a magic mirror.
0: Yeah, I just and if that, people don't that know that just... when they
1: watch it, they're going to find out very quickly when the face shows up in it.
0: Spoiler alert for anybody who's listening and hasn't seen Snow White and the Seven Dwarves.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. It. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert on a on a on a pre World War II cartoon. Well,
0: you just ruined that movie for everyone, Nick. Way to go.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, Snow White Snow White gets poisoned by an apple? Thanks a lot. Uh, let's break for a commercial. Commercial break. Um,
0: we will break for commercial. And when we come back, I'm not going to say what we're going to do. It's a surprise.
1: Yes, it's a surprise. All right, we'll be back. And we are back. What's another one? Fruit Loops. The,
0: the Fruit of the Loom... Logo, I will. That's say. the one.
1: That one, that one is uh, a big one for me because that's the kind of underwear I wore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when I was a kid, the whitey tidies with that. You know, it wasn't like print; it was a tag, right? You know, too. So, like,
0: well, I think, it was, uh, yeah, stood out. Uh, a lot of that was a very popular brand of underwear back when I was a kid, right? I'm sure I wore Fruit of the mm-hmm. Loom. Underwear and T-shirts and everything else. So the Mandela right. effect here is that lots of people remember the logo for Fruit of the Loom having the fruit coming out of a cornucopia. So if you look at the logo, it's just a fruit. The cornucopia is not there and supposedly has never been there.
1: Never been there. But,
0: you know. So it's ask, just a
1: pile of fruit. Ask
0: me to draw the Fruit of the Loom logo right now and I'm going to draw the cornucopia. It's just. Yeah. It's always been there.
1: I might get the fruit wrong. I might get the fruit wrong, but I'm gonna get the cornucopia right.
0: Uh huh. Completely. But I
1: think that there was a yeah. There's an apple, grapes, a banana because these men used to dress up like
0: them. Oh, there's no banana. You remember that in the commercials. There's no banana. No, I don't remember the commercials, but um, that's. And there was an
1: orange. I'm not looking at it. Can you tell me what? Yeah, what fruit?
0: it looks like an apple. Two kinds of grapes. And something yellow, which could be cherry tomatoes. I don't know what would be grape tomatoes. What's smaller than a grape and yellow? I don't know what that's even supposed to be. And maybe some lettuce. If it was a lemon, it would be bigger than the grapes. I don't know. The fruit is a little bit weird, honestly. But the cornucopia should definitely be there. So weird. Yeah.
1: Those are just grapes. Those are like champagne grapes. Okay. So it's just grapes and an apple. Hang on. We'll go with that. <laughs> huh. Yeah, no. Green, gray in the, the Fruit of Bloom guys. If you look up the Fruit of Bloom guys. There's an apple. Yeah. Cornucopia or no?
0: Maybe we should do a poll on Twitter.
1: We should do a Twitter poll. We
0: should do cornucopia a Twitter
1: poll. or no cornucopia. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and then yeah. I just saw that there's a Silence of the Lambs Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. And this one is really weirding me out. Apparently he never. Yeah, that one
1: that one weirded me out too.
0: So the Mandela effect here is he never said, hello, Clarice. All he said was nope. good morning. He never said,
1: yeah, yeah, good morning.
0: Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, no, he, Hannibal Lecter doesn't say creepily, hello, Clarice. Instead, they have him now saying morning what's up that's that, that doesn't make you, it, it, it again does it fit it's like an ai is writing it's it.
0: like some of the files got corrupted and they just mm-hmm. had to put in lorem ipsum which is a filler text
1: right,
0: it's a filler text <laughs> the you first used.
1: time i ever saw that by the way it freaked me out i didn't know what the hell was going on You
0: like am i having a stroke it's, um so lorem ipsum, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a, it's used sometimes in typesetting and web design now, and it, it looks like you're reading real words, but the letters are all scrambled, and they don't actually spell out anything, although there are lorem ipsum generators, and you can make it spell out funny words, but it still kind of sounds like gibberish. There's like bacon ipsum and Samuel L. Jackson ipsum. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, that that's kind of what it seems like may going on here. There's just yeah. no way that he says good morning.
1: Another one for me is uh, Kit Kat. I remember it having a hyphen.
0: Yeah, I remember and it that have too. A
1: And the spelling of Febreze. Yeah. Which I could be just be yeah. an idiot on that one.
0: No, I could be an idiot on that one too. Yeah. That one is...
1: And the, those two, about. those two, I could either go... I could, I could concede. Uh, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't remember it right, you know. But this one is... The other ones are like if you suddenly told me that there was never an opening to a Disney movie or something where Tinkerbell flies in and, like, zaps the stuff with her little thing. Like, Wand. it's that clear. Like, you know, their want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you of all people should remember that word.
1: Yeah. I I, I, I sold magic wands one summer. <laughs> <laughs> Made and sold.
0: Here's an here's another. We're gonna have to circle back around to that someday. We need to hear more about that. How about this one? In the song We Are the Champions mm-hmm. at the end, what does yeah. Freddie Mercury say at the end of the song?
1: He should say of the world of the
0: world. He does say it. I've heard him say it a million times, but apparently now that's gone too. Mm-hmm. That's he'd never it never happened yeah they say
1: apparently it's only in the live aid concert
0: i don't think i've ever seen that that doesn't make any sense right i've never seen that i don't even know what that is
1: yeah there's so many of these mandela effects that um and i I do searches like at least once a week to see if there are any new ones that showed up or if any of them went back to the way they were
0: oh that's interesting too yeah, yeah, there are, we could we could spend a long time on Mandela effects. There's um, a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot there.
1: There is a lot there. It's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack on Mandela effects.
0: There's a lot to unpack the, uh, in that, uh, and it's pretty upsetting, frankly.
1: Yeah, and it's a great. The Mandela effect is what makes it even more interesting than it already is. Even if it were a mass misremembering of things, that in and of itself is fascinating. That we would all, oh, sure. Like a bunch of people would remember something so specifically wrong. Mm-hmm. The other thing that makes it interesting is that it's a great jumping off point for going off into talking about simulation theory, alternate universes, parallel universes, CERN and the Large Hadron Collider, mm-hmm. and time travel with John Teter. I mean, we will be covering all of those topics by themselves at some point. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: yeah, stick so. around. It's going to get spooky.
1: All right. Want to take one more break? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be back after these messages.
0: long break to you
1: it did it felt like it was about a week long
0: yeah a lot happened during that break
1: lots lots of things happened okay so we're going to be going into on this last part of the show we're going to be telling some personal weird experiences and we're going to be spinning the wheel of death for our new segment draw this thing
0: i'm really excited about that
1: yeah me too and I, i know that uh it's not lost on me that this is radio and uh nobody can see what we're drawing but it'll be fun for us anyway
0: i feel like we have a lot of personal weird experiences do you feel like you have more than the average person
1: i feel like i do my only gauge from that is that people ask me to tell them to new people if I'm around, like, you know, Nick, blah, blah, blah. hey, Nick, tell them all that story is so weird. He's got, you know, so that's the only reason I have a gauge for that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would just assume everybody. And plus, I've asked people, does this ever happen to you? Or have you ever had this happen? And I'm not surprised anymore. But I used to be surprised that the answer is no. Most of the time for people, you know, nobody's had like a supernatural or paranormal experience. Some people have that I talked to, but mm-hmm. most of the time they've never. Yeah. I don't
0: know. You know, not that this is paranormal at all, but I was probably 16 years old before I realized that not everyone gets the hiccups every single day. I thought that that was like totally normal. (laughs) And I remember I was in high school and I I asked somebody how often they got the hiccups and they said, I don't know, maybe once a year. And I was like, what? You know, and so I started asking more and more people and I realized that I'm the anomaly and (laughs) nobody gets the hiccups. Multiple times a day, every single day, except for me.
1: I, I can't think of the last time I got the hiccups.
0: Yeah, it's really to me that's super weird. So yeah, it, it's funny it how we we use ourselves as a frame of reference, and then we have no mm-hmm. idea if that's what everyone else is experiencing as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it is. It's amazing to think uh, everybody could be. Everybody does to a degree experience everything differently. Yeah. But, well, like with the Mandela effects we were talking about, even amongst all those, everybody having the same memory or mismemory, memory however you want to think about it, each of those mismemories memories are a subjective thing, too. Um, so we're going to start off with you, Lindsay. Very excited to hear about this. So you uh, you take the wheel.
0: Okay, so this probably was last September or October, and it's a sort of a small weird story that I have I'm gonna save my big one you know okay my, the really big one I don't Are want to drop it just it yet yeah mm-hmm.
1: my, so my curiosity is peaked.
0: good so it was the middle of the night I could hear my husband calling my name which kind of woke me up out of sleep and his voice was really small and quiet and at first I wasn't even sure if I had heard it you know that feeling when you wake up and you're like was that in my dream or did I actually hear that Right. In the room that Mm -hmm. I'm in right now. So I open my eyes and I look around and I realize he's breathing funny. So I kind of shake him Mm -hmm. and say, you know, are you okay? And he said his whole body was asleep and said that he was just having a nightmare. And when he woke up, he had pins and needles all over his whole body. And so I said, why don't you sit up and try to move around a little bit? And he was obviously very shaken up and um, said that his whole body was in pain. And I just was thinking, my God, what could this be? Like, what is happening right now?
1: That's very scary.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, and I'm a little bit half asleep and not in my right mind. Mm. So he said, you know, was just describing what he was experiencing. And then he said, something tried to enter my body. Jeez. And I was like, what? Like, oh, wow. what, do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> so I asked him, what, what do you mean? And I said, why don't you tell me what you were dreaming about? And he said that his dream didn't really seem like a dream. It seemed real. And that there was an old man that was screaming at him. And he had long gray hair and a beard and kind of ghosty white eyes that were clouded over like they were full of cataracts. Right. His face dude. was a little bit like a dog's face. Yeah. Sort of like a, a dog like humanoid. Like canine? I guess. Huh. I guess. A dog man? I, you know, and I'd, I can't remember if he said that the old man had a dog's face or that maybe there was something about the eyes that reminded him of an old dog, the way that like an older dog has those white ghosty eyes. That, okay, at any okay. rate, right, the man that he was describing sounded very creepy. Mm. And he yeah, said, for sure. in this dream, this entity, this Old man was trying to inhabit his body and he had to fight back with all of his might. And then when he woke up, he couldn't move and had pins and needles all over. And so I'm thinking right away, probably sleep paralysis, you know, having had it before myself multiple times. Sure. He doesn't have it and he has never had it, but I thought maybe he was experiencing it for the first time. But on second thought i've never experienced the pins and needles all over my body so i wasn't quite sure and i'm kind of half asleep and not fully awake and you know i did what right. we all do and grabbed my phone and opened up google and sat there completely at a loss for what even to type in sure and i just had his last words echoing in my mind so i started to type something into google and i just typed the words something tried and that's when it got even weirder because the first suggested search that popped up was something tried to enter my body.
1: That's oh, just crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I um I definitely had a Twilight Zone effect right at that moment, you know, where yeah, everything just kind of sure. like zooms out and the music starts playing and my heart rate definitely went up a notch. Just kind of thinking, <laughs> what is going on? Obviously I had never searched for that term before. And then my second right. thought was holy They are really listening to all of our conversations, just like what happened earlier with the egg and thumbtack in it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the next day, I I conducted an experiment. I asked a couple of people to join my focus group and to... (laughs) To type the words, something tried into Google and just tell me what it says. Yeah. And remarkably, something tried to enter my body is usually what comes up first. So it's pretty weird if you think about that.
1: That is. That means that it's a really common search.
0: That means that it's probably a phenomenon that a lot of people are experiencing.
1: Weird.
0: Yeah. And I even asked a range of people. I asked people that I had been physically near in the last few weeks, like Mm -hmm. physically near with my device. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've heard sometimes that people who serve ads will track your physical location and think, you know, oh, I know that Susie likes to ride bikes. And I know that Jamie also likes to ride bikes. Susie was just at Jamie's house. So I'm going to send Jamie an ad for something that Susie just bought and that it can kind of work that way. But I asked people who I hadn't seen in years and they all report back with the same findings. So that is
1: so bizarre. It is pretty bizarre.
0: Either way, it's pretty bizarre.
1: Yeah, well, you've got two creepy things in that one little story.
0: Yes, I. Yeah, that's twofer, isn't it? It's a twofer. Mm. It's
1: it? a twofer. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and I thought, is it a song title? Is it the name of a movie? But I just kind of.
1: What a weird song.
0: Yeah. It was-
1: <laughs> and what a what a bad movie that would be. <laughs> <laughs> it, sound, it, it sounds like a, a, a third-rate movie from the nineteen sixties. <laughs> Be rated something tried to enter their bodies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I, I have to say when I found that it was a shared experience, a widespread common experience to have that be the first thing that pops up when you Google something tried, I thought that's simultaneously comforting and deeply disturbing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's deeply deserving, yeah but i see the comforting part too you're like i'm not alone but that wait, and
0: maybe they're not listening to everything <laughs> i'm saying in the middle of the night yeah lying there you in go. Bed.
1: <laughs> uh we'll have to make that movie trailer someday something tried to enter my body <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be what what all the actors in every scene like <laughs> are saying they're frantically like some guys talk trying to convince the sheriff in the small town something tried to enter my body
0: <laughs> i love it oh
1: uh, that's good oh uh, has he ever had any experience like that before or since no hmm.
0: it's a one-time thing
1: on oh, god what yeah it? the creepy ghoul i've had i've had dreams with characters like that yeah I have to but Yeah, it's unsettling. I can th- think of three instances, three dreams over the course of several years. We'll, we need to do a dream episode for sure. We do. Yes. So very, very good story. I love that. I mean, I'm sorry that he had to go through that, but that is a super creepy story. And then the revelation that mm-hmm. the search is not really isolated to people that you were in close contact with or that. Yeah, he-
0: it's. It's kind of fascinating. It makes me wonder what everyone is experiencing and why that's such a commonly Googled phrase.
1: Yeah. Is it spirits or are most of the searches guarding that weird parasite fish that swims up your wee-wee if you pee in the right. river in the Amazon?
0: Yes. Yeah. Could be that. <laughs> there are a lot of ways you can interpret it.
1: We'll cut out the wee-wee. We'll bleep that.
0: I'll leave Sandy a sticky note.
1: Yeah. This is a family show, like we said.
0: Well, do you want to tell your story?
1: Sure. Uh, Mine's not as good.
0: Oh, please. You can top that easily.
1: It's actually, it's just totally different, um, you know, totally different vein.
0: Yeah, but you've had a lifetime of weird.
1: Yes, a lifetime of weird is a good way to put it. That should be on my headstone. So much weird, so little time. (laughs) Um, So this happened back in probably 1998 99 somewhere in there really you know i didn't have a cell phone pre-cell phones for most people there were still pay phones everywhere and i had gone through a series of unfortunate mishaps prior to this where i ended up having to sell a car so i could pay the irs and then there was about two weeks of getting cars and having the cars die And so Mm -hmm. I think I went through one, two, three, three or four cars. So I just walked everywhere and I lived close enough to work. I worked at Barnes and Noble. I was living in a garage apartment, helping out a family and they helped me out by giving me A room above the girl. It wasn't like a separate apartment; just a room. That's beside the point. Uh, So I walked everywhere. I walked to work. My folks lived about four miles away, so I found myself walking quite a bit. I would walk to their house and oftentimes get a ride back, or sometimes I get a ride to and walk back. And where I live, there's there are more now, but there used to not be a lot of sidewalks. This is a driving town. Not good public transportation, especially at that time. It's better now, like I said. So. The stretch of road that I had to walk without any sidewalk, so I just walk on the side of the road or in the on grass. On the shoulder. On the shoulder. Okay. During the days, fairly busy traffic wise. This was really late at night and not a lot in between. There's some office buildings and like basically a mile stretch. There's office buildings and some residential stuff. And I actually have another story about me walking, not at the same spot, but about a mile South in a very similar stretch where I was isolated, but I that's for another time. So, I was walking. I always carried a, you know, a satchel of some kind with my notebooks and some pencils to draw, right? And I was dressed kind of dark. I always dressed kind of dark. I had kind of an overcoat on in a way, like a car coat. So, I could see how I'd blend into the night. So, The road wasn't very busy at this time, and I came up to where the highway overpass is, and I have to cross uh, an off-ramp and an on-ramp. This time, I'm about to cross the on-ramp, which is pretty big, very wide berth, because it's kind of a double-lane on-ramp, and there was a Mustang. I remember this Mustang parked waiting at the light, and it had its blinker on to turn onto the on-ramp. And so I kind of waited there a second, You know and then i was like okay well this is taking forever so i decided to go ahead and cross and i got halfway through it well not even not even halfway but far enough to where i didn't know which direction i should run you know what would be better like to go back or Mm -hmm. continue across and that guy floored it and i was I kind of froze a little bit and I had this thought, is he trying to scare me or hit me or something? And uh, it all happened very quickly. I do remember the headlights and the grill really close, probably 10 feet away. I felt like square in the middle of this speeding Mustang. And I had a walking stick, had a little walking staff. And uh, the next thing I know I'm holding it up, kind of the walking staff up with both hands, almost like a spear, like I'm getting ready to, in defense and the guys, window is rolled down he said a complete stop i'm right next to his driver's side mm-hmm. and his windows rolled down and he's crying like just totally panicked crying and he was like are you okay do i need to take you to the hospital are you okay and i was like i'm fine i'm glad i got a- no i hit you He's like I- no i obviously not He's like no i hit you i know i did and he was just bawling. Are you sure you're okay? And we kind of went on like that until I like kind of I'm consoling him, you know. I'm like, "You are you it's fine. I promise. I'm okay." And then I, I we drove away and I'm thinking about it, and I just don't know how that happened because it I either did some sort of like ninja leap over the car, which I'm not and wasn't. I mean, I'm much older now, but then I wasn't super spry. You know, I remember just remember panic feeling of these headlights and I I will concede it's possible that I was like just like an adrenaline rush and super jumped over and because everything was so fast.
0: You don't have a memory of leaping over the car in a single bound. No,
1: I don't have a memory of that. I don't have a memory of anything other than an instantaneous me on the side of his car holding up my walking stick like a spear and the man crying his eyes out because he's just positive, 100% sure that he nailed me with his car. Wow. Isn't that weird? Because- Very. He would obviously know. He wouldn't have stopped. He probably would have rolled down his window and yelled, or something, or flipped me off as he sped onto the highway. But there's no way that he would have stopped and started a grown man, like in this brand new Mustang. And he was in a tie,
0: well dressed, nice car.
1: Yeah, a grown man. And he's crying at me because he's just sure that he hit me.
0: That is so wild.
1: Yeah, so
0: do you feel like there was a missing time element, or it just all happened so fast? It's hard to say.
1: Well, I don't think I had up to that point ever had any missing time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I, I do have another missing for sure missing time story, like a four hours of missing time. But this one, I guess. I mean there's at least seconds of missing time. Either it was totally instantaneous, but even then, there had to have been some missing time since he's in the middle of crying and his right. window's already down and he's right. staring at me. It was like he had been already talking to me.
0: Wow. That is so interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still here and safe.
1: Me too. It made me think about this idea that I heard one time that every time you get in a close call with a near-death experience that you did die.
0: In another time stream.
1: In another time stream. So there's a bunch of dead yous out there.
0: I had a – I don't know if I would consider this a near-death experience, but I might try to squeeze one more quick story in if we have time. Yeah, we have time. I was driving to work early one morning. It was still dark out, Mm -hmm. and I lived in a very remote rural area with a winding – two-lane highway that was the closest busy street. And so my partner and I were driving into town to open the shop and we were just hauling ass to get there as quick as humanly possible. And it was probably 5.45 in the morning. And like I said, this is a very rural area with a lot of trees and a lot of wildlife. And so I just jammed into the car, gotten dressed in a rush and are racing to get to town. And I am ashamed to say that I had forgotten to put on my seatbelt and we're going about 70 miles an hour down the highway. And I hear a noise behind my right shoulder. So I'm in the passenger seat. My partner's driving the car and I just hear what can only be described as the sound of a seatbelt jingling. And it was in the car mm. with me, but nobody had moved. Nothing had shuffled. The windows were rolled up. It was pretty cold out. But I heard this sound and Yes. Immediately knew that it meant that I needed to put my seatbelt on and almost, I wouldn't say that I heard a voice telling me to do it, but I just had a, a strong feeling, oh, that mm. was a sign that I need to put my seatbelt on. And yeah. so I buckle up and not two minutes later, we slammed into the biggest buck deer I have ever seen going about 70. Oh, me. Too. And what had happened was there was a car coming the other direction towards us that had their brights on yep. and we got to the top of a hill and mm-hmm. couldn't see And suddenly there was the deer right in the middle between the two lanes and we had no time to stop or swerve. We just slammed into it. Oh my God. And and fortunately, and also fortunately, the deer did not survive, but I'm glad it didn't have to suffer. But, uh, oh, it was fully, the airbags went off and I mean, the car was totaled and I'm sure that I would have been killed or maybe was killed in another time stream where there wasn't somebody jingling the seatbelt and letting me know that I needed to put it on. So that was uh, kind of similar, but spooky and close one (laughs) maybe it
1: was your ghost from the other time stream reaching into this one to jingle the belt
0: absolutely could have been
1: weird those deer no joke we've hit a deer it was a doe your buck that's really dangerous the antlers could have gone through the windshield
0: oh absolutely
1: yeah some people get like impaled and stuff
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and deer are really big
0: they are really big
1: they are. They weigh they're a really lot. I mean, it, yeah, like it's horses. enough to
0: total a car when you hit one. So
1: yeah, I guess maybe not horses, but elk yeah. are for sure. Elk are huge. But anyway, that's a crazy story. You get a little premonition, or
0: a... it was an audible noise that I heard. Though it yeah. was not. It wasn't a noise that I heard in my feeling, head. Right. It was like a disembodied noise in the car with me. But it was enough that I, you know, when I heard it, it was out of place, and I thought, oh, I better put that on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you guys walk away from it pretty much okay?
0: Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: No, you would have been totally killed. Probably. Oh, absolutely. You would have gone through the windshield and wow, that's amazing. That's that's really unnerving, but- that's what these experiences are like, you know, yeah. it feels like you just almost stepped out between two cars and just barely missed like a speeding car going by that same feeling when this kind of stuff happens. That's the way I felt with that car. With yeah. Knowing that there's this, well, see, mine wasn't like a premonition, like get out of the way or like a feeling like that, but escaping the danger in a way. Right. Yeah. Somehow, yeah.
0: Somehow escaping when we hit the deer and the airbags went off. I had never experienced that before. I'd never been in a car where the airbags went off and I was sitting in the front seat. Uh-huh. So I knew that we hit the deer. I mean, I knew yeah. we were going to. And those couple of seconds leading up, that span of time was just stretched out a lot longer than it probably was in real life. But right, you know, I knew that we were going to hit the deer, and then we did, and the car ended up on the side of the road in the shoulder. But everything was white and cloudy. And I couldn't see anything, and I didn't realize why at first. It took me a couple of yeah, it took me a couple of seconds to realize that I wasn't dead because it Mm -hmm. kind of suddenly I was in a different environment.
1: Totally different. It's like unbelievably strange. Yeah,
0: it's just like there's a white cloud all over you,
1: and you can see the lights from your dash and stuff through it. So it's almost like you've yeah, you crashed in an airplane or a spaceship or something. It's very scary. That
0: was odd. But for a a couple of seconds, I thought, am I dead? Is this what it feels like to be dead? Wow. And then we started communicating, and then I realized that the airbags had gone off, and I was still sitting in the car, and we we weren't hurt. Mm -hmm. Amazingly, we were both fine. I think about that sometimes. I think about what would have happened if I if I wouldn't have heard that noise and put my seatbelt on. Kind of interesting.
1: It is. That's a very good story. It's a very scary story. I know exactly what that feels like to have the airbags go off. Last time I was in a wreck like that, it was just so disorienting.
0: Yeah, like, it really is. Yeah. Should we take a break?
1: Yeah, let's take a quick break. Got to see a man about a horse. All right, guys, we'll be back. are back and now it's time for a very special segment that we like to call draw Draw this this thing. thing yes Lindsay's gonna give a rundown of the rules and then we will spin the wheel of death and we'll see what's going on
0: okay this is a game that we're gonna try we're gonna see if we like it we might stick with it we might not but i've got a bank of photos in three categories animal vegetable and mineral and we're gonna spin the wheel of death to find out which category we will draw from and then I've got some special pictures that I'm going to show Nick and I'm, I'm not going to show him the picture at first I'm gonna tell him what it is a picture of and it may be something that he's seen before and it may not be something that he's seen before or ever heard of but I'm going to try to describe the picture and he's gonna do sort of a police sketch mm. or a quick artist rendition of what he thinks it looks like and then I'm I'm going to send him the picture.
1: Oh, this is going to be fun. Okay. Are you
0: ready to spin the wheel of death?
1: We are ready to spin the wheel of death. Let's spin the wheel. All right. Oh, uh, animal.
0: I'm so happy that it landed (laughs) on animal because I have some really (laughs) creepy animal pictures to show you.
1: All right, and I've got my uh, clipboard of paper and my special pencil, and I've got everything set up.
0: Let's play the theme music. Okay. Okay, so it's going to be kind of like Pictionary style. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. The animal is called Sarcastic Fringe Head.
1: Uh huh. Sarcastic Fringe Head.
0: Okay, I think that it's a. Fr- fish it looks a little bit like a coelacanth it's got fins i can see fins it's got two bulbous eyes on the sides of its head and it sort of is leopard spotted the scales look like they might have stripes and the fish has a giant mouth that is opening up sort of like the demigorgon on stranger things Oh wow. Looks like it's gonna swallow uh, an entire human head with its yeah. mouth. It's got lips that come out into sort of a sort of a Yosemite Sam uh, mustache configuration. but then they uh, they open up into cheeks that stretch out into almost like a, a pocket like elephant ears. and then it has a blue tongue sticking mm-hmm. out and it's got giant teeth. And that's time.
1: It's got giant teeth?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Well, this may be, I don't know. This is so weird. What a weird description.
0: (laughs) It's a real animal.
1: If it does look anything like what I'm drawing, this is going to be totally terrifying.
0: Okay, I've got the picture ready to send to you.
1: Elephant ears. This is just not not right. (laughs)
0: okay let me see what you got there oh you know that's actually really good that definitely wow that definitely matches up with my description okay i'm gonna send it to you now so you can see what it actually looks like are you ready yes okay i just sent it
2: oh hey
1: (laughs) that is weird yeah mine could definitely be like a caricature of uh oh weird that can is you believe that's for real animal? i can't believe that's for real but i'm not surprised there are so many bizarre animals out there
0: so many especially in yeah. the ocean
1: mm-hmm the ocean's full of them we even we don't yeah. even we don't even know the 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 beginning of it it's just the tip of the iceberg what oh, we found
0: just the tip of the iceberg
1: yeah well, cool. I liked that. That was fun to do.
0: That was fun. If people want to see your original artwork, we'll, we'll post it on our social media accounts. and Yes. And go check out what you came up with.
1: All right. Yeah. I'll take a picture and we'll, we'll get that uploaded.
0: Yeah. Good job.
1: I think I would call that a success. The people at home, we'll let them be the judge, though.
0: We're going to workshop
1: it. We'll see what Sandy has to say at our next staff meeting. All right. Well... I guess that's the show. Looks like the portal's closing, so that means it's time to go.
0: Time to mosey on down the trail.
1: Yep. We'll see you next time. Stay spooky.